0: I thought I heard the old man say, leave her, Johnny, leave her,
1: This, my friends, is I Don't Get It. And welcome to that. This is the pop culture get off my lawn cast, which features the open minded musings therein of two mid 40s curmudgeons. That's me and my co-host who are staring down the prospect of entertainment relevance. My name is Bill Scurry. I am the founder and proprietor of American Caesar Enterprises, which is your only hope for survival in this crazy world. And <laughs> oh, I'm,
0: Jesus. Then we're really doomed.
1: And I'm joined, as always, by the voice on the other side of the microphone.
0: I am Noah Tarno, uh, Senior Quizmaster, founder of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show Spectacular. You told me once you don't like spectacular when used as a, as a noun. Is that right? No, that
1: I, I don't think I, it's not that I don't like it. I think it's been overused because I think people kind of like either have not misappropriated it, but kind of don't get what it's supposed to be. But then, uh, this is the thing, I'm going to contradict myself because my friend Rob uh, in Hoboken used to have a couple of people over for Christmas and the, the invitation was always the Rob Connors Christmas Spectacular. And I'm like, ah, now that, I'm, I'm down with that so entirely. you're
0: down with it when it's ironic is what you're <laughs> Yes, I will take that. Okay.
1: Yeah, in the, right. in the hard and fast rule of what is a spectacle and what is not, uh, I hardly think I'm the final arbitrator, but I would like to be consulted.
0: Uh, a similar thing I'm reminded of is misuse of genius. Yes. When people use genius that is, that to be clever that is, yeah, or yeah. interesting. Slightly or, you know, novel. B- or, right. Better yeah. than average. Like, whatever. <laughs> language, average. language is always downgraded. You know, the greatest thing ever becomes, like, merely acceptable. We're going way off topic here Uh, a trend. I literally saw in the 18 years. I lived in New York and I wasn't even that heavy a theater goer But how like standing ovation became standard Hmm. at theater Like does that drive you nuts? I hated it Um, And then of course if you want to protest and not stand up if they were merely adequate like you have to because you can't see anything So like now everyone's got to stand you're forced
1: Maybe, maybe like uh, that was the sort of post 9-11 uh, or, you know, like when they were at seven o'clock every night in whatever city when they were clapping for healthcare workers. Maybe that was like one of those same things right. like, oh, well, you know, we, we owe them this just because they moved a lot of flats around and re- remembered lines yes, for two they, and a half hours.
0: They, they were the, they were the real heroes of 9-11. They're Who the, were the
1: real? Yeah, the real right. heroes of 9-11 was the cast of Bring in the wow. Noise, Bring in the Funk. That's, that's the I kind of.
0: I still remember after 9-11 to talk about like, oh, you know, Broadway theater needs us now more than ever. Like if they only knew about yeah. this year.
1: then Yeah. Or it's like, we have to keep those fucking fat cats at the Netherlander theater group yeah, uh, yes. afloat because they have to buy several more islands somewhere in Barbados. Okay, let's just make sure. By the way, Noah, I've been meaning to ask you this question on the yeah. air. Yeah. Uh, the last time you were rendering whales uh for Blubber and Ambergris... <laughs> Did, was there yeah. anything that you sang or, uh, you know, helmed to yourself with the other men who were, who's you know, lashing well, rope around a boat?
0: Right. Well, you know, one, one technique we had as, as sailors and, and my fellow, my fellow sailors. And then of course the, the dock workers and stevedores who I was yes. acquainted with. Yes. yes. One method we had to coordinate our work and to make those lonesome hours as we missed our sweetheart, you know, back on shore uh, to make those hours go faster is we would sing sea shanties, but I can't imagine its possible relevance to our day and age in this year twenty twenty one. Why well, do you bring up this subject, Bill?
1: Well, my friend, I decided to seg to this topic, uh, thinking about Brilliant. The heart- you know what that was? That was genius. <laughs> it's genius. Hearty meals of saltpeter and getting hold by another sailor on who's, who's hey, oh, rum. Come rum, on, rum.
0: Stop, stop with a gay panic
1: jokes rum addled brain uh uh when yes. we're at long hours of sea yes we are talking about shanties this week and it seemed inevitable talk shanty talk shanty, shanty to- talk shanty talk is next week this is just sh- sea shanties we're gonna get we're gonna cover all like you said stevedore marador, maritime culture uh so
0: show- no, we're not no I'm we're not, not we're
1: never yeah we're never doing anything like this again unless of Hashtag course
0: shanty talk
1: shanty talk t-o-c so, if you asked me, hey Bill, Bill Scurry of American Seas Enterprises, you know your only hope for survival in this crazy world, did you ever think there'd be this time? Would we be talking about sea shanties in the year 2021? And I would say to you, ah, you're pulling, you're pulling my leg, you, you, you salty swabby, you know, whatever, you, sea dog. No, that's crazy. Salty
0: swabby, whatever, sea dog. Man, you are, you are up on your pirate era lingo.
1: That's I did. I, I watched a lot of the. Uh, yeah. uh, Master and Commander movies just before I, I got here tonight.
0: By the way, it's a misnomer that these are so not misnomer. It's it's a myth that these are associated with pirate culture. These have nothing to do with
1: pirates. No, 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 these are these are work workmen's. Yes. Yeah, these are workmen's. this so it's
0: a later era than the the, the golden age of piracy. So in, in our in our depressed,
1: depraved, horrific, desperate age that we live in, it, it's kind of a like this sort of pops up. Weirdly enough, towards the end of December. But I mean, the, the critical mass. Uh, you know, if it punches through to old men's brains, then it kind of gets hot to some degree over the last few weeks. So maybe this is maybe this has been on a real boil for a little while, and we're just caught into this now. But yeah, we're talking about sea shanties because, well, I, let's simply let's put it this way. In case you don't know, because I actually had to do some. I've heard the term sea shanty, and I I thought I knew what it was, and I just wanted to make sure that we're all speaking the same language here. You know, it's a, a hoary form of folk music, which was recently given new viral life through the effort of a, of a young Scott, a 26-year-old man named Nathan Evans, who is a postman uh, just outside of Glasgow, one of, one of my... Uh, yeah, we, what what we would call a mailman. But a mailman. A postman. postman. Yeah. Uh, Glasgow, one of my favorite cities. No, I, d- I did love Glasgow quite a bit. Really? Yeah, it was very nice. Very nice. Um, I'd go, go there again in a heartbeat. If, Travel was permitted for humans. Not it's- now, but no, no. <laughs> so so this kid, uh, I don't know what his proclivity is for this, but he's on TikTok. has been posting uh, old sea shanties, which essentially were like workingman's folk songs uh, that are almost like based on his time signature, meant to mimic the um, whatever task they were doing, whether it was hauling in ropes or cages or traps from the bottom of the you know the the murky depths. Uh, these songs were made to facilitate work, um, and that's why we don't really sing them anymore. And like you guys all know, what is it, uh, "Drunken Sailor," right? That's one of the uh, most yeah, famous ones, if not the most sailor. famous one. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with the drunken sailor? So on and so forth. So this early guy, early
0: in the morning,
1: early in the morning. So this guy posted on his on his TikTok. He he took a, a New Zealand, specifically New Zealand song. So it's still from that Anglo whaling culture, a song called Wellerman. No, uh, he started
0: with the Johnny
1: song. Okay, that song called I don't even yeah, know. But that was that was the, the one. Leave
0: Johnny something. Johnny, where are my notes? Leave her Johnny. Leave her Johnny. was the first one, and he has a rather nice voice of this man is a good singer and yeah. a lot
1: of people don't know Leaford johnny is actually a reference to the robot from a uh, uh, short <laughs> short circuit uh, yes johnny well that johnny robot Bond.
0: was 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 built on a on a whaling ship in uh, off the coast of of like the some united some kingdom in 1865 some kind
1: of, yes. kind of wax cylinder and steam man yeah. some sort yeah. of yeah. clockwork yeah. man yeah I exactly yeah so um, when he posted the song Wellerman in, in December, I think middle, middle, middle end of December, for some reason, t- his TikTok like exploded. He's got 4.6 million views at, at the moment uh, on this. I'm sure it's going up since then. So um, since the song came out as a TikTok sensation, as many others have been, uh, he's been remixed. He's been duetted. He's been mashed up. Pretty much whatever you can do to a song on the Internet via TikTok. Um you know, people have taken his shanty and made their own sing along sort of viral meme like videos, which oh, those themselves have become famous too. almost like reactions, uh, which is as the case has happened. You may have seen these two Houston brothers, Promise and Franklin uh, Uzuulu, uh, who were um, the one brother looked aghast that the other one was singing the song. And then they the jump cut is they're both singing it in, the, in their car as they're driving through the Houston suburb. So it's, it's a funny little video. Um, yeah, so anyway, the, the the meat of this song is that there was a company called Weller, I guess you talk about the late 19th century, who resupplied whaling ships with the rum and the, and the, the uh, soft goods and, and food and whatnot. So these guys would sing about the time and the interval between the visits from the Wellermen um, because, you know, that was when they were replenished. Yeah,
0: but but let's get off this song, Bill. Okay. The, the phenomenon is a lot more than this one song. Uh,
1: it doesn't really matter to me, Noah. I don't care if it's more than song. <laughs> I had to listen to the song a thousand times over the last. Well, few but days. there were a
0: thousand other songs out there. I mean, seventy percent of them are Wellerman, and Lever Johnny, and Drunken Sailor. But, but. I think this was just that was just the seed from which the the phenomenon grew. Okay, but the phenomenon is this song. The reason why we're talking about this No, it's not this song. It's It's shanty talk. It's the fact that people are singing other shanties. It's the fact that people are remixing various shanties. It's the fact that people are turning Songs uh, uh, d- whap and stare away to heaven into shanties and singing them on TikTok. Did you do any research? This is the patient zero. Yes, I did research. I did people are writing research. new shanties about Star Wars and Harry Potter, and they're posting them all to TikTok. Anyway, so uh, the, the, the background <laughs> he, of this. He doesn't from, care. He doesn't I don't
1: care. care. I don't care. I don't care for a single <laughs> fucking bit. So anyway, the, all right. people say the mood and the tone of the songs reflect our current age. I don't necessarily know if I believe that, but um, it's tra- it's some toehold on why this is a thing. But I want to ask Noah Tarno, because I know that he is a fan of the oral tradition. He's a fan of singing. He's a fan of a cappella. We've discussed a lot of these things over the course of this uh, fine podcast of ours. But Noah, what do you make of the Sea Shanty phenomenon? Uh,
0: so, yes, it started with Lever Johnny and then Wellerman and Nathan Evans. It, when Nathan Is that his name? Yeah, Nathan Evans. Yeah, and then it yeah. moved to other people. So, basically, if you go onto TikTok and you search sea shanties or shanty talk you know what like a portmanteau word like TikTok tock shanty talk t-o-k T, not t-a-l-k and you see all these people and yes a lot of it is based on the wellermans so there are people remixing that people dancing to that people uh adding um like edm tracks to it people playing live instruments I, I saw a young lady play violin along to wellerman a guy play thumb piano uh people just talk what what does your favorite sea shanty say about you um, I mean, literally, it looks like not just the song. It looks like, you know, sh- sea shanties are the hottest genre <laughs> of music. I mean, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. These like 17 year old kids into sea shanties. Um, so uh, look, but the fact is, I don't care. While While I think it's kind of, hey, isn't that something? It gets old really quick. Yeah, because to me, these all sound the same. And then reading a little about the history of, you know, I, I people associate them with pirates. They have nothing to do with pirates. This is mainly the the heyday of sea shanties was um, the 1800s. They actually started in the U.S. and there's theories where they came from. They were working songs, but they were heavily influenced by you know slaves and ex-slaves working in the fields. They would sing while they worked, right? Yeah. So you know, it's it's a very much an American music form like jazz and like you know rock and roll in that it heavily black influence but a little more like rock and roll or like folk in that it it draws probably just as much if not more from white culture um unlike jazz or hip-hop so um yeah it's it's clever but it's there's not much to it and it gets old very quick and even tiktok they're all the same you know some some young person trying to get noticed uh making commentary about it lip-syncing about it Most of the remixes are all the same. They dance to it in the same way. So this is fine, but like, I don't particularly care. You know, other than, I mean, there's some good things about this. Uh, It's nice to see people going back to an old, obscure genre, art form. You know, sometimes I despair about memory being lost and the past being forgotten. and, And even worse, young people not wanting to know about the past. I always bring up the example of when, one time I was running a quiz show and I had a question about movies of the 80s. And I literally said, like, what movie from the 80s, blah, blah, blah. And this team literally answered, how are we supposed to know we were born in 1990?
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And I different. wanted to
0: say, like, so you're, like, anything from before you were born, you have no expectation of knowing? Like, so no one can ever talk about the Civil War again? Like, there exists recorded information. So it always makes me happy when... I mean, fuck the Civil War or, or the Titanic or something like that. Some obscure thing that the average adult is probably barely aware of becomes a hot thing among kids. It, it kind of gives me more faith in, you know, the past not being lost and the future being thoughtful and all that. But uh, I, I don't care. I will say this. Um, this forced me to spend a little more time with TikTok for the first time in a while. I don't remember exactly what I said about TikTok when that was our specific topic, but mm-hmm. I actually now, I don't want to say like TikTok, I'm not going to spend time on it, but when we get to the question of would I have liked this I was a kid, I think I would be way into TikTok if it had been around when I was a kid. I'm, I'm getting TikTok more now, mm-hmm. but but that's another story. That's another topic. That's, that's not the topic we're talking about,
1: though. That's that's some shame. I, I want you
0: to make sure you're clear on this. Yeah.
1: I, I, you know, I have this problem with folk music. Some of this, obviously, I'm going to uh, preface this by saying there's there's personal taste and there's the recognition of. Uh, I know
0: you say this every time. It's really yes, we understand things that aren't for us still have value.
1: Good, uh, but I can't I can't stand this shit. I hate all folk music. There's two types of music I, I honestly can't listen to. They sound like a chalkboard, uh, nails on a chalkboard. One is doop, and the other is folk music, and I think. I think folk music is is among the worst things ever invented. Every single it's, it's complete sonic torture. Every single minute I have to listen to a, a Joni Mitchell song or something like that. Uh, anyway, but, uh, I, there's the people's voices. There's such h- handsome timber. Like you say, um, the kid, you know, Nathan Evans, like you said, he's apparently got a real skill for this kind of thing. Why he decided yeah, no, to. No, he's a
0: great singer. Yeah, he's right, 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 player. right. You know, it's yeah. funny.
1: You hear how thick his glass, his Glesga accent is, even when he's singing. Sometimes you can't tell people's accents, but I guess these folk songs in particular really kind of like are sculpted by how thick your accent is. In that I
0: remember being a kid and seeing a woman on TV sing. And then she talked. She was interviewed, and she had a British accent. And I, I was amazed that, like, even though she was British, when she sang, she quote sounded American. I remember being amazed. Do you know
1: who I thought? I had the exact thing about Joe Elliott uh, from Def Leppard. Like when I heard him talk on MTV News, I'm like,
0: what? I felt betrayed. I actually felt like you're misportraying this. No one told me he was from England. England. You're you're only wearing a Union Jack shirt in the first in the in your most (laughs) prominent music video that you broke through. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, so,
1: I mean, aside from not ever wanting to hear about anything like this again, uh, other than the fact that we probably will 20 times before the heat death, of the universe ends our podcast. Um, I always wonder, it's like, why are all these younger people alighting to this very strange, archaic, obscure thing? And I, I have to imagine that part of it is these kids are nerds and that they're just so excellent at, at, you know, a lot of these people are just so good at music so good at singing so good at doing their own thing in in home recording studios so good at tiktok that they literally say bring it you know if we can do fucking arena chants at fo- at soccer games we could do uh, you know, folk songs, we can do remixes, we can do whatever. Uh, we can rap. Like, people just said, we're this good at music that there's so many people who are self taught geniuses, we're going to put all this stuff together. So, I mean, I think th- this is completely random that the freaking, you know, uh, the showcase showdown dial stopped on sea shanties of all things. And so we're having this really, I think it's, it's so- a little. I was going to say, I think it's a little ironic that people are digging into this because there's no way this continues. I mean, this is a trendlet that's going to be as as hot as something in quarantine done, you know, peer to peer on sharing software and social media could be. But it's going to be something else weirdly ironic in three months, something completely different. Um, and again, I, I think it's people who are just effortlessly great at music showing off and flexing. And then not just that, but they're also... Mm,
0: most of them aren't effortlessly great at music. Most of them are just fucking around.
1: Sure, but it's, uh, some of them are really good. And I, I appreciate that they're deciding... You know, the thing about TikTok is it gives you the ability to kind of like um, duet with other people. You could, you could fold music in on itself. And um, it, TikTok in particular is really useful for that. And it allows people to make these multi-layered, multi-part songs. Yes. And so, yes. you know, some guy deciding I'm going to do the Basso Profundo part and just that and make this thing that's existing. I'm going I'm to add an element to it without trying to overstep it. I mean, that's, that's a kind of laudable goal of somebody saying, you know, I, I know where my part is in a larger thing. And again, people who are really good at music, I think they have that. It's not how we tend to think of people online. Everyone's showboating with who's that guy that we watch, the magician dude who was doing all the TikTok channels? Uh, channel like you know, he's Zach, such a Zach King. Zach King, right. He's so good, right. but it's like Zach and Zach King did but his whole thing was like, Look how clever I am with every single video I do. And granted, he teamed right. up with other people. He did partnerships, but his whole thing was about saying, I am an impresario, I am an industry unto myself. Yeah. Oh, God. Looking at that,
0: TikTok videos, it's so clear these are like all these kids who are like, I wanna be famous. And yes. some of them is just sad because they're just not that good. Yeah, right. But then again, but I, I don't know. Some the most famous people from TikTok don't look good to me either. So maybe these kids are gonna. But there, you know, yeah, there's there's a billion yeah, of them. Yes. So even if it's you know like one ninety
1: eighth of them, that's still ten thousand. Yeah. Uh, you know, ten thousand people who are going to be these the stars, the Siegfrieds and the Roys of tomorrow, Noah. Once was a ship
0: that put to sea, the name of the ship was a belly of tea, the winds blew up her bow, that turn a blow, my belly boys blow. Why? I mean, you hinted at what some of the, the think pieces about Shanty Talk say, but why did this catch on? TikTok
1: is an ephemeral idea factory uh, in particular. The reason why we're talking about this is TikTok. I mean, we, we know that. We know this already. TikTok allows users to do this you know layered meaning and the cooperation thing. Um, it facilitates the ability to build memes, and it makes things quicker uh, and more sensational, more spectacular, if you will know it, than they probably could have ever been before. So it's, it is almost like a, um, a greenhouse for, for memetic things that could just get explosive. Um, you know music like I said, music nerds get to flex, and uh there's weird things i'm I'm sure this must have occurred to you, but this reminded me a lot of bardcore when something else was, oh, of
0: course. Yeah, of
1: course something else okay. I was similarly nonplussed by saying, why are we doing you know what why are we doing bardcore now and that's that too was a little bit of a pandemic uh time waster um it also had a lot of skill and there were these, you know, classical music nerds and these filkers and whatnot who were... And people just who had really, you know, odd preoccupations with old forms of music in addition to people who were doing newer forms of music decide, I'm going to play this game for a little while because there's a marketplace. You know, people on TikTok are looking for these things. So, I mean, you know, look, fads happen and sensations happen and social media has been here for, you know, a while now, but I think that in particular... Like TikTok just being a fucking uh, rocket booster for these things, it creates these strange, jagged shit like Bardcore and Sea Shanties. And we have to to be prepared, but I can't imagine what's the next weird thing that neither of us could predict would possibly be. You know, you just get to sit back and and watch a meme play out to the nth degree. Maybe it's more complex than that. I don't personally believe the whole thing about the songs speak to our times. I think that's too much... Too much textual reading. Uh, yeah. and somebody who talks to the Guardian UK might feel very good on a Zoom microphone, talking to the you know, talking to the interviewer, saying that's what you it gotta is. You got to
0: justify your expertise. You got to you justify gotta expertise. expertise.
1: And that's and I get there's yeah. something there. You know, you're, that is part of what was inside the song. But I think that that meaning is. Um, I think you're you're going past the point of something much more superficial. Um, that this is literally just something everyone can play along with on TikTok where everyone
0: has the sh- yeah. everyone has a shot at it. So it seems fairly simple to me. Look, you could argue I, I'm, I'm mixed. I don't completely dismiss it out of hand this idea that like, oh, these are songs for people trapped on a boat and we've been trapped in our homes and that uh, you know, we've been the fire hose of bullshit and stress you know, aimed at our faces the last year. And there's something simple and honest about this, which is a bit of a tonic. Um, and then even the idea of like TikTok, you know, makes it ideal for uh, a genre that's about call and response. Because that's I don't think that's something we hit. Shanties were, there was the shanty man who, who did the lead. So most shanty songs were call and response. And the guy who was leading the work or maybe the best singer would do the call and then the response, the call, and then the response, that kind of thing. Right, right. I, I'm mixed on how important those things are. I think the number one reason why this caught on is because why not? Is because it did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we it talk did. about this yeah. with half the topics. You know, it's it wins the viral lottery is the term I like to use. Uh, Nathan Evans had a nice voice and he sang a nice little song and the right person re TikToked it or whatever whatever the term is at the right time. Uh, I'm not going to dismiss all those other factors out of hand. I actually. Now that I repeat them, I think they all have some merit, but I don't know. You know, I'm sure there's a thousand other genres. Um, yeah. So why not? Because something had to <laughs> occupy right. our time, and yeah. this seems all right. And actually, the one that I give most credence to is the fact that it is, you know, simple and honest. It, it, it sounds so goofy, but there's something very old-fashioned about this. And uh, I, one of those articles I read said something like, "Look like." These songs seem innocent, even if when you dig beneath the surface, some of them are pretty bawdy. Like, th- there's something innocent about the hard work and the olden days, and and just to be clear, we're talking about the the 1800s mainly. Um, yeah, it's such a, it's so antithetical to everything we're going through now, and so antithetical to the whole concept of TikTok. That's a bit of a, a tonic, I suppose.
1: No, I tell me, would you have liked uh, sea shanties, shanty talk, whatever this is, when you were a younger folk, younger man?
0: Uh, well, I wouldn't have specifically had any particular affinity for sea shanties. I mean, you got to wonder, the people glomming onto this trend, how many of them actually sit there and go, Oh, I enjoy these shanties, and I'm going like, to buy. Nathan Evans is releasing like an EP. Like, I'm going to buy that, or I'm going to research them or listen to them in my leisure time. I think what people like is the the trend and the phenomenon, the idea of remixing, recreating, reconfiguring. Partly the cynical, oh, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. But also just, you know, the they, they live in that world of playing and recontextualizing and all that. So they go along with it. And yeah, like those two brothers in the car, like when you're in the moment, it's a fun little song. Why not? You know, yeah. you can get into the ho-ho, sing along. Like, I, I will say this. I think if I had been a sailor, or a, or a dock worker, or one of those dudes in the 1800s, I, partly because I like to sing, I think I like, work very hard to be the shantyman. In fact, I was heartened when I read that like the role of shanty Man was not about seniority. It was really like self-appointed. Mm -hmm. so i like to think i would have gotten a job just like in how karaoke i'm always like very energetic and i i always volunteer so i like to think i would have been the shanty man because i would have a better voice than a lot of people and i'd be more enthusiastic about it so depends what you mean younger if i were a 25 year old man in 1845 working on a whaling vessel off the coast of nova scotia i think i'd be very much into this now that's sea shanties we're talking about shanty talk if i were a 23, 18-year-old kid now, I'd be into it in the sense of, hey, pay attention to me, look at me, look at me. And simply the fact that I like to sing means I I would have glommed onto this more than probably a lot of other social media trends. And like I said before, researching this made me realize that I would have liked TikTok more than I realized before. The little, so I would have worked very hard to make little videos of whatever the hot trend of the moment is, and I probably would, like I said, probably would like this more than others because I like to sing. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I do think that I, I totally believe that about you. That TikTok, if you'd started out on TikTok and you'd somehow become a TikTok native, um, this would have been right for alley because you would have put your, I mean, you would have become recombinant the way a lot of these kids do, where you know it is not just making your own art, but a lot of it is playing off of the art that exists there and changing the yeah, meaning and twisting totally. it. Yeah, that's a skill that you would have been cultivating uh, for sure. And TikTok would have been a perfect camera. You know, again, it's a very democratic thing. Everyone can do it. So long as you, I should say it's a class thing, of course, because if you have you know, a smartphone or whatever. But most people can do it. And uh, most people do have those things. Uh, uh, yeah, but me, I, I you know, the, the whole, the sound of this is really just terrible in the first place. So, I mean, I, th- you know, some of these music memes, and again, I talked about Bardcore, corn, talked about this, um, these are avenues of music I can't stand. And, and it's like no amount of youth, no amount of like peeling the layers back to being a kid would make me like it. I mean, honestly, the sound of this is, um, it keeps me at arm's, arm's reach. I, I just, Did you
0: listen to any music when you were a teenager?
1: Yeah, I had, I had a, there was a narrow band. I didn't listen you to You had anything. a recorder. I had a recorder. I played green sleeves on a recorder. No, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I, my music taste didn't broaden until I was in my late 20s, I think. Uh, but what
0: were you listening to when you were 16 years old? Did you buy an album?
1: No, I didn't buy an album until I was in college. I didn't have no, any... Well, wow. Oh, well, did you have a CD I,
0: player when you were 16?
1: Not 16, no. When I was 18, I got a CD player. Wow. I didn't. I just music wasn't. I liked music, but it wasn't something I thought. Oh, I'm going to go out and buy that. Like I did with comic books for whatever reason. It just never occurred to me that I could have a collection of music, uh, like I had a collection of comic books and GI Joes and things like that. It just you know something never crossed my mind. So, but I mean regardless, the sound of this is you know I can't stand the sound of it. It's it's like I said nails on a chalkboard. Um but yeah the TikTok thing it's interesting because no that that I don't I can't, I can't see myself getting into TikTok because it's putting the camera on me and I'm not as much as I am a showboat in in a lot of ways today I just don't know if like I'm the on camera guy uh, as much as uh, some people, whatever is required to be a TikTok uh, celebrity or it be a sort of TikTok sensation. I think that it's much more natural for you to do that than it is for me.
0: Did you always like sea shanties? Uh, no, funnily enough, I'd never really listened um, much to sea shanties I knew of, like the drunken sailor. Bill, is the rise of shanty talk, the the shanty craze on TikTok in any way an augur? of apocalypse
1: no obviously not um this 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 sensation has the lifespan of a, of a housefly and you know there's not going to be any kind of permanence in the culture but but i'm going to step off this for a minute to something bigger no which is again maybe my research pointed me in certain like slightly different places but there has been again from doing this podcast every time you go to look for a topic with a, with a few exceptions some things we've looked at were not you know we were the first people to kind of look at it it wasn't a big enough sensation to see a big footprint but when something does have a big footprint I sort of look at the footprint, and in in this case, the news orgs that were going after this, uh, that were writing small articles, whether it was The Guardian or or some other blogs, um, sometimes I kind of question their judgment. Um, And and honestly, it's like, well, these are... If this is a and mini
0: ju- judgment but just saying judgment is, know, is generous I know for whoever is editing the page that covers the shanty talk beat you and
1: know. they, they <laughs> the shanty talk guy they hired from uh, you yeah, know the shanty yeah, talk right uh, head Col- of the
0: shanty talk desk from Col- yes. the Columbia
1: journalism school the guy yeah, brought yeah. to shanty talks, yeah. but these These news orgs, if you want to call them that, entertainment news orgs. And, you know, they're always arms of a larger, you know, they're they're usually just like entertainment arms of some other news gathering apparatus of some sort, whether it's highly credible or somewhat credible. But, I mean, they chase these things. And, I'm you know, how many articles do I read about Ryan's world? And how many articles do I read about, you know, these other ephemeral topics that I would call junk culture? You know, it's just empty calories. And granted, that is the remit of this show. We love empty calories because that gives us a podcast. But, I mean, I think some of this stuff is beneath the New York Times. I think some of this stuff is beneath the Wall Street Journal and, and uh, you know, Washington Post. Now It doesn't all rate that, but certainly some of it does get there. So I kind of wonder if these new these news orgs are are chasing their own tails. When it comes to decoding youth culture, like sometimes they don't get it. Um, they they mistake a phenomenon, like a viral phenomenon, with something more worthy or something more yeah. meaningful. Right. It, it's
0: they're, they're overvaluing the other factors and undervaluing what we said. It's popular because it's popular. There
1: you go. There you go, bud. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what do sorry, you
0: Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that was it. Process. You hit it perfectly. Because you're but, long-winded. Yes. Yeah
1: go for it. but what do you think?
0: Uh so so wait, but how is that a sign of the apocalypse because the news organizations are failing us and, and that uh, will I, lead us further down the hole of media garbage? Kind of I don't
1: I mean I don't think it's a sign of the apocalypse but I, yeah I am putting it under this this topic because it does make me think like well it's there's already such a shaky uh, media structure with these things especially the credible ones you know are getting are getting um you know shot across the bow and this this doesn't help there's somebody like me who started off in journalism to some degree. And it's like, eh, you know, th- this isn't the best sign in the world.
0: I mean, you bring up a point. I didn't consider that like writing about the stuff is a further sign of media decay. I'm not sure I disagree. I think if you went back to the quote unquote, heyday of journalism, there was plenty of stupid stuff. And we just forgot about it because it was so insignificant. I mean, I don't know. I, now I'm curious, like look at the New York Times in the mid 50s. And were they writing about the import of, you know, Kukla, Fran, and Ollie or something? You
1: think, I'm going to see Walter Cronkite. This is Walter Cronkite
0: talking about Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. That is a good Walter Cronkite impersonation. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that Uh, very much. Wow, that's the best impersonation I've ever heard you do. (laughs) I'm trying to think of another impersonation you do that's good.
1: Uh, other than like the jerky boys. I no, can't the the jerky any boys one. are good ones too. Yeah. yeah Steven Shiripa Steven Steven We both do a pretty good I tell you, Shrippa.
0: these guys are killers. I
1: kill tell us. you, Michael, these guys are killers. They all that matters is the money, Michael. That's it. The bring money.
0: AS down here. Look, you this bring is bring them down low here. We sunk. We're <laughs> imitating another <laughs> podcast. Um <laughs> a far more famous podcast. We don't we don't we don't get paid to do ads for betterhelp.com. No, I mean if you were to dig into, so let's think, the New York Times, right? Were they writing articles about stupid trends of the sixties? Vaughn Meter, I don't know. Good question. You Vaughn know, Peter. you know the story. The day after JFK was shot, uh, Lenny Bruce got on stage, and the first thing he said was, "Well, Vaughn Meter's fucked." Yeah, I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but I like it. And he 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 pretty much was. Um, I don't know. I I I. Maybe you're right about that. I do not see this as a sign of the apocalypse, though. And and getting back to something I mentioned before, I see this as mostly insignificant, but in some ways a good thing because it shows that the memory hole does not consume all. And this obscure thing that from our old person's perspective, young people completely could not relate to and like would have not have patience for. You know, the... The 20-somethings who said, why should I know something that happened five years before I was born? just fills you with annoyance that these people are so disrespectful of time and history that kids will actually care about, like, fucking work songs on a boat 170 years ago. It um, actually fills me with hope that there's there's acknowledgement of the past. I mean, I think I've hinted on this podcast a fair amount this last year, but I certainly said it to people that I'm seeing a silver lining in the pandemic – uh, and this is through my filter, having, you know, I was I was quarantining quite a bit with my, my nephews and my niece. My nephews uh, are going to be 17 in a month. And seeing how they've handled the pandemic and they've handled living through history, I'm very impressed with their generation. You know, hearing them talk about their friends and seeing them on video calls with their friends. Like, they take interest in the world. And they take interest in the past. And they take interest in politics. Like, they were all inter- Dude, I could not believe after the election over here my nephews on a video call with their friends all of them like going over the Senate results. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know. I couldn't name three senators when I was 16. And I thought I was an informed kid. And they're like, I can't believe Susan Collins. Hang on in Maine. These kids who live in California, 16.
1: It's a level so, of wonkiness That's un, unheard of. You right.
0: Know? Well, they're not only they're smart, but they care. So maybe I'm, I'm getting far ahead here, but it's just the idea, like anything that makes me think that kids like do care about the past and do want to learn and are curious and want to learn about things that are so irrelevant to their day to day life, like fills me with some hope.
1: I've been telling people this, I told my whole family this over the Christmas break, like dad, you're crazy. Get off the grog and come back to port. No one is gonna listen to sea shanties and now they're blowing up online. Noah, finally, tell me about jealousy. Is there any aspect of it in regarding to uh, amber amber and oil and uh, whale blubber and whatnot?
0: Well, I'm not jealous of Sailors or Stevedores. I would never have wanted those fucking jobs. But uh, I, I guess I'm jealous of Nathan Evans because I sing and no one's remixing my songs. So I guess. Do you but, think this guy gets an album or something out of this
1: now? How does he process? Yeah, he's,
0: he's dropping an EP like next week. Dropping. Yeah. I love it. That term that was originally used for like hip hop is now used for sea shanties. I know. He's <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, look. Remember, we talked about what's his name, Nathan Apodoka, the the Yep, Yeah. Dreams,
1: yep. 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 Uh, C- Cranberry guy. dreams.
0: Look, now he's got a now he's got a, an agent and all that. Like, good for him. I hope he strikes. I hope he realizes he's not going to be big for very long. I, I don't know. Maybe Nathan Evans will springboard this into. I mean, I guess the dream for him would be. It certainly won't be a fad 10 years from now, but maybe he'll, you know, be able to release an album that'll sell a few thousand copies to the people who are still, like, it'll be be sold in the folk music section of the record store, the record store, as if that'll exist in 10 years. Maybe he will be able to make a living as a professional musician instead of a a postman, good for him, but he's not going to be the flavor of the moment. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm a little jealous of him, but not very much. You know what's hilarious in my notes here? I have, I have a, I'm not jealous of the whalers, just like
1: you said, the people who actually <laughs> did don't. the work. I dra- would refuge you- To dragging ba- Balinoptera on board the ship, you know.
0: To live on a boat for months, I would kill myself.
1: I'm done. You know, I, I can't say I, I've been on a boat for a week at a time because I've done some scuba, uh, scuba Wait, you trips. You did a week. Yeah, on, on a boat that has I'd say sleeps about twenty comfortably. Um and oh, okay. I mean that the difference is we're not whaling, we're just scuba diving four or five yes, four or five times looking. a day. So it's a little different. We're not eating
0: salt tack and <laughs> and, and polar bear flesh and all salt yeah.
1: saltpeter and whatever else was put on those on those boats. But no, I mean I yeah, this is this is definitely an NA um I mean, it does, because, you know, you, Nathan Apodaca and, and and Bardcore, you talk about we are, this is, you know, we're triangulating TikTok here, a billion and we're not done with it yet, believe me, we're going to hit TikTok many, many more times, not necessarily as, as a medium, but it's always going to be the background of what we're talking about. But no, I'm, I'm not jealous of it, because I, I still don't know what my role would be. I'm not native to it. <laughs> and I mean, if I was a kid, I'm saying, if, if we were TikTok native, thinking, well, it's ours to play with, because we're, you know, 17-year-old versions of Noah and Bill. Um, I definitely would not think about, you know, sea shanties or some other weird outmoded form of, um, you know, whatever those, those frickin Bavarian kick slap dances that they do uh, while wearing dirndls and lederhosen. I mean, I don't know if there's a way to sort of weaponize TikTok on other strange outmoded, um, you know, we mentioned Laura's, Lawrence Welk a couple of weeks ago. Noah, maybe there's some, some, some sort of future. For those, uh, oh man,
0: when Lawrence Welk has its TikTok comeback, I could totally see that happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, why? Doing, but why is that more ridiculous
0: than talking about sea shanties? Lawrence Welk with the bubbles and everything. What, 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 here's how? the thing about here's the thing: I'm predicting if Lawrence Welk became a fad, it would be one of these so square. It's funny. Yeah. And that feels a little mean-spirited. I don't think anyone's making fun of Sea Shanty series. Oh, no. Well,
1: because the kid who put it up was it was Ernest. You know, he, right. was, he was a true and believer. There might,
0: be del- might be people who are consciously delighting in how foreign it is from our current moment. Like that video, the two, the two brothers singing, I think part of it is that, you know, they're big black guys. And they're the, stereotypically, the complete, you know 180 degree difference from people who are to sea shanties and the seeing seeing them have fun and groove along to a sea shanty is you know it's the it's a, it's a, it's an unexpected juxtaposition but i don't think that's mocking sea shanties i think if lawrence welk became a fay, hey let's make videos of us dressed up as lawrence welk and imitating lawrence welk i i think it would be making fun of him
1: nor which, norwegian twin sisters yeah day, i right? mean
0: whatever it's not like lawrence welk was you know a victim but like it feels a little mean-spirited it feels a little like let's pick on the square it's like it's just that's what bullies do yeah so uh no tell
1: me about the felonious scale bud what do you think about this where does this fall in the array of things we've talked about on this show
0: well you you brought up Bardcore, and i i'm i'm literally and this is gonna i feel like i i ended up saying nicer things about this thing than i planned to because i just want (laughs) to emphasize i have i have no use for it and as much as i think there are certain charms it's so limited that like I just wish it was more imaginative. Most of the videos are all the same. So Bardcore also got old quick, but Bardcore felt more imaginative to me. You know, we didn't talk much about it. I saw a few videos of people like I saw someone singing WAP in a shanty style. I saw uh, actually a guy older than us on TikTok singing Stairway to Heaven in a shanty style. And I actually should have looked up more Of those examples to see if some were interesting. So Mm -hmm. that was a lot like bar. It was basically the same thing as bardcore. But bardcore felt more imaginative than this Mm -hmm. while kind of coming from the same place. So I'm going to say this, I'm going to say shanty talk is like 50% of bardcore. Bardcore just felt a lot more creative, a lot more effort went into it, a lot more thought, a lot more care. And even that was limited. So this is 50% of bardcore. Yeah, th- I think whatever, a- whatever, wherever that puts you on the XYZ axis of the fallopian scale.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into Cartesian coordinates, so we're gonna to to leave that up to the math guy okay, to figure good. that out. But uh, yeah, exactly. I think that's the exactly the math
0: guy on staff on the on the I don't get it staff, the, the staff <laughs> mathematician. I don't get it. We we hired uh, someone straight out of MIT.
1: Just to do that. Just to do the, the yeah, just fallopian, to do that, yeah. fallopian scale thing. Yeah, no, I think fallopian that's exactly scale, yeah. precisely the measure I was thinking Bardcore. Uh, yeah, and 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 this is different. I mean, bardcore has bardcore has more moving parts, um, and it's certainly I think yeah. more scalable. Um, I mean, it, it's almost like bardcore is a translation a little bit. You granted, you can do the sea shanty translation, but it doesn't have nearly. I don't. I don't think there's nearly as so much room to improvise in the form as there is. You're just pretty much stripping something down as opposed to just changing the parts over to other things. Which, um, as we heard with like the Michael Jackson's board bardcore songs and the frickin'... Um, all the other things, like you could change anything from meatloaf to Jay Z over to Bardcore, and somehow it could work. Um, I mean, you know, your mileage may vary, but I, I did seem like there was more there for you. So it was eerie how much this is like uh, Bardcore. But but yeah, Bardcore was writ larger. Um, Although it's a good question. It's like, which of these was the... Bardcore, I think, was the smaller of the two phenomena. In spite of, it, I think, it being uh, more holistic. There was more to play with. I think Sea Shanties has been more of a spike in terms of being viral. I don't think any of the frickin' Bardcore songs had, you know, a 4.6 million view avatar up front. Uh, yeah. like, like Sea Shanties do with this uh, Nathan Evans kid.
0: Well, right. It might be that there's like an er Sea Shantier in Nathan Evans in that song. Yeah, getting remixed and remixed. I feel like there was no one biggest part. Yeah, yeah that's that's. I think that's it's a, great, it's a little yeah. more diffuse. Yeah, yeah he, that, which maybe gets at why I think it's better and more creative.
1: Yeah, the kid, the kid's a lightning rod in this respect. Well, a lightning rod. A lightning rod, uh, which of course on a boat, Noah, you would need because there's a lot of lightning strikes when you're out in the deep uh, deep sea doing some whaling, as we both know from experience in summer jobs.
0: Yes, exactly. When I when I whaled off the coast of Cape Cod the summer, I turned 21. Yeah,
1: When you wailed off the coast that, of uh, Montreal. Yeah,
0: Yes. <laughs> in in the Laurentian River. Yeah. Um.
1: Well, all right, guys. I think that uh, brings us to the end of yet another episode. Uh, we can't promise the next one will neither have folk songs nor uh, the destruction of a Baelenopter organism. But we're going to try our best to, to mix it up a little bit. So if you want to find past episodes of our show, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us, Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get it, at gmail.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Twitter, at William Scurry. My video content is uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash AMCs. Now here's Noah with a bunch of stuff he's going to say right now. Check me
0: out at bigquizthing.com, the ultimate. These days, virtual, live, trivia, spectacular for corporate and private events. Get in touch today and follow us on uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe soon follow us on Twitter and Facebook. It's not my priority right now. <laughs> how, look, look at how I sell myself. Just go to my website, please. You, you, won't, you won't regret it. Wow, heard, that was lame. They've heard, that was lame. they've heard it all before. It's all right. They've heard it all before. I should be. My market people should fire me. Yeah.
1: Luckily, you fired them just before we went on the air. Luckily, me, so. I fired them. <laughs> yeah, preemptively, you got rid of them.
0: Luckily, at the moment, they don't exist.
1: All right, everybody. So until next week, we, we don't, don't get, get it.
0: it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.